These are the weakest men in the history of America. From LeBron James on down, all of them. Why are college athletes weak? There's no way for them to succeed in a college classroom. The only place they can succeed here is on the football field. Weak, dramatic, overrated. These are all names athletes hear daily. But at what point is it too much? At what point do we break? This is The Things They Don't See, a podcast on mental health and athletics. It's much easier to take care of things when it's physical, but how do you take care of your mind, especially in pressure-filled situations that athletes are put in every single day on the court, on the field, or elsewhere? My name is Ali Skaggs. I am a current student athlete at the University of Arizona, I play second base for the university's softball team, and I am a huge mental health advocate. My goal is to use this platform and to use our voices to spread awareness about the mental health of student-athletes and what goes on behind the scenes that not everyone gets to see. At the end of the day, we are people before we are athletes. We have feelings and emotions just like everyone else does, but it is so important for athletes to remember their identities outside of their sports. And that's why today we are going to be talking with two of my teammates, Ali Ashner and Izzy Pacho, about their mental health journeys within their sport and how taking time away helped them remember who they were. This is The Things They Don't See, a podcast on mental health and athletics. It's hard to imagine what it's like to be an athlete that has to recover and overcome a serious injury, let alone leaving the original university you were at and attempting to return years later. But that's exactly what Ali Ashner did. I attended U of A my freshman year, but had to leave because of a knee injury. And I decided to come back to finish what I started. Coming in to U of A my freshman year, I tore my ACL my senior year of high school. And when I got to U of A, the rehab and the PT was not right. And I was just making progress backwards instead of forward. So my family and I decided to go home and get healthy and to see if I could play again, because that was very questionable at the time. Recovering from such a traumatic injury has to be one of the most difficult things. But Trying to return and play for a staff and play with teammates that you've seen once before can be even scarier than that. So what would draw someone back? I love the program at U of A. I love the culture and the coaches. I think they're really great because they've been so successful at the highest level, so I wanted to be coached by them. An athlete's life can change in a matter of seconds with one wrong move or one wrong step. So it can be very difficult for athletes to have to sit on the sidelines and watch as their peers or teammates get to do the one thing that they've been able to do their whole life. It was really hard, and it when I wasn't playing and I was just rehabbing and didn't know if I could play again, it was probably one of the most depressing times of my life. And I felt very isolated from my friends because I've spent every day around them playing. So not being able to play or go to the field and see my teammates was really hard. And that's when I kind of rediscovered within myself that I am a person and my sport does not define me. So as time went on, I kind of just started doing things that made me happy. I started going on walks and just being around my friends more and my family more. And that helped keep me grounded. 
But it's not always a physical injury that leads to an athlete needing a break. Sometimes the stress, performance anxiety, burnout, and all other factors can lead to an athlete needing to step away. And that was the case for Izzy Pacho, a fifth-year senior on our University of Arizona softball team who just reached a point where she knew that stepping away was going to benefit her the most. I took a two-week mental health break, and the start of it was, I would say, probably against our series at ASU. I had a conversation with our head coach, and I basically broke down and didn't understand why I felt the way I felt, and basically that this sport wasn't as rewarding as it used to be. You get this feeling when you get a hit, when you hit a home run, when you make a good play, like it, it fills your heart and it's just, there's so much adrenaline and it just wasn't doing that anymore. And you find this joy in the struggle and getting better and failing and it's like, you want to fight and you want to you want to come back and be better for it and I, I just didn't have that anymore and so at ASU I kind of I just lost it and was like why do I feel this way like blah 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 and so a couple weeks later I, I sucked it up and said let's okay let's keep pushing like I've been and then a couple weeks later I had a session with my psychologist and basically went in there asking for coping skills for what the heck do I do now? How do I how do I show up to practice tomorrow? Do I fake it? Do I do I just go through the motions? And she looked at me and just said, "You're not practicing." Imagine dedicating every day of your life to something and then having it taken away. That's what happened with Izzy. That was like the last thing I wanted to hear because all I've been taught my whole life is push through, suck it up, like just keep going. When she told me to take that break, I was like, no, like that's not an option. I can't do that. And she looked at me and said, it's just a game. Like you can, you can just do that. And so we kind of have a inside joke, me and my psychologist of like, she forced me to do it. I didn't disagree with it, but I also didn't agree to taking two weeks, but we decided that I would take the rest of that week. And so took the rest of that week didn't really know what to do with myself, kind of cried the whole, every day. Then had my check-in with her at the end of the week, and basically she was like, you're not ready to come back. So took another week, and that week was better. So what do things look like for someone like Izzy Pacho, who finally takes time to step away from her work? I got out of my bed and did things that I hadn't done since I was little, and like hung out with my family, and tried to find myself a little bit more outside of the sport. So two full weeks of no softball, no workouts, nothing. As a fifth year and someone who's poured their heart and soul into the Arizona softball program, I know that I needed it and I'm back and I wouldn't be back if I didn't take those two weeks. Student athletes are tough, resilient, determined, but at some point it can just get to be too much. I hit my breaking point past my breaking point. Like it was like, I was exhausted, I was, hysterical about it. I, I felt like I wasn't being a good teammate. I felt like I wasn't performing like I wanted to. It was affecting all aspects of my softball identity. And taking the, those two weeks gave me perspective and it allowed me to see that other people can step up and other people can fill in the role that I felt like I had to fill in. And I personally feel like it made our team better, but it has been a tough transition and coming back it's been different but 
I'd do it all over again. While injuries and taking breaks away from a game may seem like negative things, seeing things from a new perspective allows for people like Ali Ashner and Izzy Pacho to figure out who they are as people too, not just athletes. I've learned who I am and the things that I like to do and how truly my sport does not define me. Like, I feel like my freshman year, if you were to take the sport away from me, I'd crumble and fall and really would feel like I couldn't recover. Where now in my fifth year, if you take the sport away from me, I am someone outside of the sport, which I feel like makes me better within the sport because you don't live it the same. I don't have class during the day. I only have two classes, Monday and Tuesday nights. And so that leaves a lot of free time. And before, I'd go to a coffee shop and just work. Like, I'd, I'd work and I wouldn't sleep in. I'd go get breakfast and I was constantly trying to be productive. And over my two week break, I noticed that I would never just go and enjoy the moment, enjoy time with people. I was constantly trying to get something done. Izzy quickly found that all she needed to do was slow down. One of the things that I did was I went to Tohono Chul. It's like a little park. I went and I didn't take my backpack. I didn't take my laptop. I took a book and like a a journal and a, a pen. And I just sat there and I had my headphones in and I took them out and there was other people eating and like having a good time there. And I just kind of like was one with like the wind and like just nature and just was sitting there with my own thoughts and was able to fully just relax and come at peace. And so that's something that I've kind of taken from those two weeks is instead of going to a coffee shop or somewhere at breakfast and just working and working and working and work is never done. Like I feel like I've come to that conclusion that you'll always have more. Time off for athletes can be a blessing in disguise. And this was the case for Izzy. Now I either I'm sleeping in and then doing something like that doesn't involve homework or softball or whatever, whether it be going on a walk or getting food. I feel like a lot of the time we feel like we have to be doing something, getting something done. And I don't know, that's just not as important to me anymore. So definitely just using those skills of finding peace throughout my day so that when I show up for practice, I feel 100%. I feel like recharged and ready to give everything that I have to the team. I think I'm a very positive and optimistic person and I feel like a lot of my friends can say the same thing. I enjoy every second. I love being around my friends, having fun, lots of laughs. I love making people laugh and smile. That's one of my favorite things. There are many times where athletes feel like they have to go through these things alone, but that's not the case. It's okay to rely on others and both Izzy and Allie have experience with that. A few years ago, one of my close friends passed away, so I was like mandatory, required to see a psychologist here, and ever since then, I've seen her, and she's just helped me through mindsets, like coming to the field or in my at-bats, so like she does a lot with the sport, but also like just life. <laughs> like I think she knows my life pretty well, and knows me pretty well and so she's able to help me make decisions or guide me in different ways but I would definitely recommend it. This year I started going to therapy because a lot of our teammates have been in therapy and they talked highly about it so 
I decided to go and therapy has changed my life and I'm very thankful for my therapist and for my journal for being there and letting me vent and talk about anything that I'm feeling. My dad helped me stay grounded throughout my whole recovery process and I think as each day went on I kind of got better and better and going to PT every day helped me a lot because I was able to accomplish a lot more stuff that I couldn't have done weeks prior and just staying grounded and understanding that this happened for a reason and I'll be stronger later on in life, which I am now. I still lean on my dad and luckily when I was going through my recovery process, I got a dog, so he's my support dog. There's a lot to learn from athletes who are dealing with their own mental health issues and people like Ali Ashner are now able to use their platforms to share advice that has helped them through their tough times so that they can help others when their tough times arrive too. I think to take a deep breath and talk to yourself and understand whatever you're feeling within yourself is normal and to do something that will make you happy and will make you not think for a while. Like for me, I like to watch New Girl or a show and just clears my mind or I like cooking, just doing stuff that clears my mind and allows me to distract from what I'm feeling within. I would say find your people first off. If I didn't have you, I don't think I would have made it through any of that. And second, like, it's easy to say go find yourself. That's easier said than done. But taking time to just exist and just sit in the grass, like, stare at the sky, like, as cheesy as that is, like, taking time for yourself and just breathing. Like, I, I, I truly feel like if you slow down and take a moment for yourself, then it'll be all worth it in the end. While finding ways to get yourself help may be an option, it can still be overwhelming in the sense of not knowing what's next or what's going to happen in the future or what's already happened in the past, but there are ways for us to deal with these emotions and to keep going forward every day. It's a lot. It's a scary thought not knowing the unknown, and I just try to be in the moment and enjoy every second because I think whatever happens, happens, and I have to be mindful of where I'm at and to appreciate where I'm at and decide later on if I want to continue on my softball career or go on with my life and discover who I am as an individual. I think the best thing you just said just now is enjoying every second, and that's something that obviously everyone tells you your whole life as an athlete that this these years are going to fly by yes they're the best years of your life but they're going to fly and so I think through all the struggles and through all the highs you've got to be able to take both and enjoying every single second of them is important enjoy every second and embrace the present it takes an incredible amount of vulnerability for people like Ali Ashner and Izzy Pacho to speak up about their issues and struggles and if you want to take one thing from this podcast today It's to be vulnerable. It is okay to tell others that you're struggling. You don't have to do this on your own. And to all of my other athletes out there, remember this. You are so much more than your sport. There are people out there who will love you and support you no matter how you perform on the field, on the court, anywhere. I hope you enjoyed this podcast, and I hope you now have more insight into the things they don't see.